guys. Welcome to Library Overload. This is Tavia. This is Susie. Thanks for joining us. Just a reminder that if you like a book that you hear us talking about, go check it out on our website, which is libraryoverload.home.blog. Also, check us out on Instagram. We have lots of cool pictures on there. Susie throws in some pictures of her animals. She has a menagerie. Yeah, uh, I, can't, I can't stop adopting. <laughs> right. That's a problem. And that's just Library Overload on Instagram. So check us out there as well. We are going to be talking about books we love that we think would be great in any sort of movie adaptation, TV episode, miniseries, whatever, or some some things that have been made badly, and we're going to tell people how they should be done. Absolutely. So, very exciting. Shock no one we have opinions. <laughs> Strong. <laughs> Strong opinions. <laughs> Obviously, I'm going to start with my fave, Aragon. I'm not shocked by this at <laughs> all. We don't really show each other our lists before we get started, but I just knew this was just going to be on yeah. your list. Mm-hmm. I just knew it. <laughs> yep. So, Aragon's my jam. This is written by Christopher Paolini. I think that's how you pronounce his name. I'm assuming. It's how I pronounce it. We just like- are going to put a blanket... Apology to authors out there. (laughs) We are terrible. We're Southern. We don't always get it right. It's fine. So sorry. But anyways, so if you have never heard of them, quick synopsis. It's in this fantastic world where dragon riders were a thing. But now there have been no new dragons, no dragon riders. So how dragon riders were formed is a dragon egg would sit for years and years and years until their dragon rider touches it. And that's when it hatches. Oh, that's cool. So, you, so the rider would raise the dragon musically? Yes. Cool. So cool. And the dragon can speak to only its rider in their mind, like oh. telekinetically. Is that is that the right power? Telekinetic. I don't know. Telepathically. Oh, there you go. I got it. I knew I knew it in my head, but I wasn't going to say something wrong. I think telekinesis is what Carrie had. Well, yeah, you can like move things. Yeah. Yeah. Telepathically. The dragon speaks to their writer. I (laughs) got it. That's pretty awesome. I got it. (laughs) So anyway, it's so cool. So one day Aragon is pretty young. He's um, early teens out hunting for his family and all of a sudden big rock appears basically and so he's like well this is pretty i'm gonna take it home takes it home and but as soon as he picks it up it burns a scar uh in a shape and as on his hand so he takes it home and one day a dragon hatches and so he's raising this tiny precious dragon in his uncle's farmhouse and of course like it's just causing riots and like all that stuff ruckus ensues yes so it just, it follows Aragon, and of course, you know, shit happens because a dragon is now hatched when a dragon hasn't hatched in forever, and so it's a big deal. It's a huge four-book series. Like, mm-hmm. we're talking like 800 minimum pages. Yeah, you. this is another one we talked in the last episode. You forced me to buy this. I haven't read it yet. It's so good, though. Anyways, they made a tragic movie. I was thinking I saw this movie at some point, but I cannot it's, remember it 
for the life of me. It's horrible. It's horrible. Like, is it because they add stuff or take stuff out? Or they took so much out. Like, I mean, you can't take an eight hundred page book and put it into two hours of screen Mm -hmm. like they spent hundreds of millions of dollars and hours and hours on three small lord of the rings books so like they they could have done so much more and i think that they should make it like an like an hbo or a netflix like a series series i think Mm -hmm. it's the only way that it could be done properly like um i'm talking outlander is really they're huge books yes and they made those into a series and it's it's awesome i've only seen the first season of outlander as well but i thought it was great yeah i thought it followed along pretty well um so that's what i need i need big budget because we're talking dragons we're talking battles like i Mm -hmm. need lots of money to go into this to make it spectacular, and I need like HBO, Netflix, probably preferably Netflix actually, because they're doing damn good stuff right now. They are. They're doing hella good um, stuff right now. And yeah, I need this to be like soon, like hurry. Okay. I need I need new Aragon. I have a feeling that since the movie did so poorly, they would never remake it. Apparently, um, the author has been asked this before, and he said that someone else—I don't remember who—someone else had bought the rights to it. So it is a thing that it could be redone. Oh, cool. But it's just a matter of, like, when someone has mm-hmm. the money and time to do it. Right. Um, Dragons are really popular right now with Game of Thrones going on. I know. And since Game of Thrones is about to end, there's going to be no dragons for people to watch. It's time. A dragon void will have been created. I love dragons. I know this. Like, love dragons. Like, I I all only, if I only could read about one majestic animal, it would be dragons. Like, like a couple weeks ago, I read a dragon book and it was awesome. Yeah. And so, like, yeah, dragons. All the time. Dragons. <laughs> That's really funny. I, I really do think that I saw that movie a while ago and I cannot remember for the life of me anything about it. That's, That's good because it was trash. forgettable it was. Crap. Crap movie. Who would you want to play the lead character? Oh, in your movie. I wasn't ready for this question. Um, That's good. Don't ask me this question because I don't have an answer for I'm any going of to. mine. Um, <laughs> I don't know because he's like 13, so I don't uh, know any big 13-year-old actors. You don't keep the, up with 13-year-olds? I don't. I don't. <laughs> Weirdly, um, I don't. So I don't know. But I feel like it would need to be someone unknown mm-hmm. because Aragon was just a was just a lowly poor country kid mm-hmm. and so I think that he would be the unknown mm-hmm. but then the surrounding cast would be big mm-hmm. kind of like how Harry like Potter it. was yeah. like the kids were no ones but the cast was like, like amazing that's how so you need Aragon on the scale of I need Harry it on, Potter I need it on Harry Potter slash Game of Thrones scale All right. um yes and Lord of the Rings scale. Yes. Okay. All of those. Epic. In Aragon. I need lots of money. Mm-hmm. I need lots of good actors. Um, I'm willing to be uh, some sort of casting director. Consultant. Yeah. I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy okay. to do that for them. If someone would give me a call, I would I would do that for All them. Right. Yeah. Sounds like a plan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hollywood, she'll be in touch promptly, I'm sure. <laughs> Have your people call my people. <laughs> my, my people is you. So be watching out. For some sort of email. I call. don't answer unknown numbers. Oh so God. Uh, your opportunity is going to pass you by. <laughs> you just prepare, prepare for that. <laughs> I usually sometimes don't answer numbers I know. And then I'll text them. Why You're did like, you call what? me? What? 
Oh, I know. Like when we <laughs> talk to each other on the phone, it's always like, "Hey, can I call you?" <laughs> right. Five minutes. I don't want to okay. commit to a phone no. call. Mm-hmm. It's too much. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, switching gears into like a whole other complete realm of space. All right. My first one is Cinder. Oh, and yeah. that's the first book in the Lunar Chronicles series. So good. By Marissa Mayer. This is one that we both love. Mayer? M-E-Y. Meyer? M-E-Y. Meyer? Meyer? I th- I've always heard it Meyer. I don't know. I would have thought. Because Mayer is like John Mayer. Daughter. I don't know. Nope. Father speaketh <laughs> Moving on. Anyway, this is one that we both absolutely loved, Mm -hmm. and it's a retelling of Cinderella, essentially. The first book is. Now, this is a series, and it is a finished series, Mm -hmm. so that's good news. Basically, Cinder is a, she's a gifted mechanic in New Beijing, where she lives in this, like, future world, but she's also a cyborg, and she has an evil stepmother who blames her for all kinds of, you know, shenanigans, and then her life becomes entwined with Prince Kai, and she finds herself in a struggle between, like, being kind of in love with Kai and obsessed with Kai, knowing she can't have him Mm because he's the prince, and then, like, a dangerous game between the the, the queen who's promised to Kai, and it's just, it's really intriguing. Ooh, and so each book in the series is a retelling, essentially, of a different story. Mm-hmm. So, like, there's, there's Rapunzel. That, and that's Cress. Red Riding Hood. That's Scarlet. Mm-hmm. Snow White is winter, is winter, I believe. Yeah. And they're just super cool. But they all are a continuation of the same story. Yeah. So you don't ever leave the story. Um, you just pick up new people, which is really, really cool. It's and so good. Yeah. I mean, Cinderella as a cyborg. Come mm. on, guys. That's awesome. No, it's so good. I'm it would be a super think of like awesome movie. A, a movie that's somewhat similar. I know. Maybe a little bit like Ready Player One, where it's like still Earth, but it's like mm-hmm. a... Um, a futuristic right. kind of Earth mm-hmm. where... People live on the moon in this yeah, world. Yeah, it's the Lunar Chronicles because there's, like, this big struggle between Earth and the lunar world. The people that live on yes. the moon. There's, um, a, there's a queen on the moon. Yeah, and she cray. She's crazy. Um, yeah, I think, it, I think it would be fantastic. Yes. Do you need it to be movies or do you need you it? You know, to- I think that, I think to do, I think we've talked about this before, to do any sort of justice to books this big, you need to have it as a series. Mm-hmm. I wish we would stop making books into movies and just make them series. It can be a mini series. Like it just, right. I need Because it I think be. fans would appreciate the detail that you can put into it mm-hmm. a lot more than, you know, than what you can do with a movie. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Like the Shadowhunters movie, it was okay. I've heard it was all right. But the series, you can just put so much more stuff into it. I want the series to be redone too. But no, the series, they finally made a series and everyone was so excited about it. And then I get so mad. Then they go off book. They go off book. Why would you do that when there's original fantastic content with international bestsellers? Like why? Why? Why would you ever change it? Like it's, it's so baffling how to many me. whys did you have in that 17 sentence? okay um but you, yeah why why would you put effort into i have only seen the first stuff. few of the shadow oh it series. just goes downhill and because um, i think you told me that yeah. i stopped watching because you told me it well and it then it got crazy. canceled so the last episode mm. just aired and because it's because people stopped watching because yeah. they went so off book. But that series could be done so, so well. well. Mm-hmm. And we have two kind of botched attempts at it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
But anyway. Anyway. Cinder. I think that it would have to be a series mm-hmm. to get enough of the information in. Because there's so much backstory and so much, like, nuance that happens mm-hmm. in different points of view. And then so much, like, spaceships and, yeah. like, stuff. Oh, um, like Firefly. Yes. Firefly was ahead of its time. People mm-hmm. weren't ready for a space western type thing. <laughs> right. Whereas now, people are loving it and mm-hmm. I've rewatched the series and watched the movie mm-hmm. several times now because it's fantastic. It was just too soon to put it out. Right. Oh, so good. Tragedy. All right. My next one is one we both love. Tis Throne of Glass by by our deity. Our deity. <laughs> Sarah J. Mass. <laughs> we worship Miss Mass. Oh, she's oh, I can't like how, are, how do you write, like... I know. I like, would like to know in your head. Oh, my God. She's fantastic. So, if you haven't heard us talk about this really fast, Throne of Glass is a seven-book series. But the first book, Throne of Glass, follows a female assassin that has been put into the worst prison on the planet. And the prince shows up and says that he's chosen her to be to fight as his champion... Because the king is having all of his lords, dukes, whatever, all put in a champion to become the king's hand, essentially his own personal assassin. And so the prince has chosen Selena to be his champion. He brings her to the castle. He, you know, cleans her up. She's not been allowed to bathe, barely been given food. So he cleans mm-hmm. her up, helps her out, all this stuff. And then she starts to compete to be the the champion and it's magical it's it's damn good y'all it's really really good so that's the first book and then just so much so much happens after the first book like sarah j mass has a thing where her first book is is good and then it takes like this totally other turn but you couldn't have imagined it going anywhere else yeah like (sighs) because by the by the seventh book nothing nothing is the same like you're in a whole nother realm. Like, it's, oh, my God, it's so good. But, no, like, it needs to be Lord of the Rings, Game of Thrones, epicness. Oh, it's, like, seriously one of my favorite series of all time. Absolutely. I love it. The seventh book came out last October. I asked off of work, took a vacation day to go and buy it, and then I sat down on my couch and read a 1,000 pages in, like, 11 hours. Like, I was so damn serious like my fiance got home he was like hey what's for dinner and I was like I don't care like I'm reading like Leave I'm not alone. yeah I was I was so so ready to finish it find out what happened like oh, it was so good like, I love love those characters I would I would pick it up tomorrow and reread it mm-hmm. like I loved them I missed them I would like to reread the series again yeah I think I would like to reread them in a, a different less- order no, I think I would like to read them slow, slower. I was hauling ass trying to get Less through. Less voraciously. Yeah. yeah. Like, I think I would like to reread them and just know that what I'm getting into, like, <sighs> I just want to sink into it and, and just enjoy it. Yeah. Oh, it was so yeah, good. Because you're so wrapped up in knowing what happens next. You go through yeah. them so quickly. Yeah. I need to, I need to go back. I'm sure there's <laughs> stuff that I didn't pick up on because mm-hmm. there's she's she's always throwing breadcrumbs and then something that happened like in the second book was brought back up in the mm-hmm. in the seventh that you may have not understood what she was doing with it and setting mm-hmm. up for it so like way mm-hmm. down the line like I don't know how she does it but anyways 
TV series. My one problem with this series, I have the only one that I have. The first seven books are black. Oh, the first six books. The first six books are black. Oh, and the seventh book is is yellow. Gold. Gold. Yeah. <laughs> Why? It drives my mind when, crazy. When I went to go pick up the book, I was like, this isn't mad. <laughs> That's the only problem I have yeah. with this world. Well, you know how like... <laughs> like serious book collectors like you want them all to be the same mm-hmm. so either they're all gonna be paperback or they're all gonna be hardback right and so and, they, and then they go and like change the cover versions of them and oh, i no. hate and like the spines will be like <sighs> yes stuff i need all of mine to match i need them all to be the same yeah i'm gonna have to go and rebuy some of my harry potters because some of them are paperback and they're mm-hmm. falling apart mm-hmm. so i'm gonna have to rebuy those and i have to make sure mm-hmm. that they're gonna match the hardbacks that i already have right so the box obnoxious. set of that series is getting ready to come out soon it's gonna be like 60 bucks but that's not bad it's really not for like that many books oh. but it's still the the like, I, I get it, that it's some sort of metaphor or something. Yeah. But and it's like, pretty, pretty, pretty. What? <laughs> and it's also a different size, like, like height-wise. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh. It's so weird. I haven't put it on my shelf yet mm-hmm. in my Sarah J. Mass section. Mm-hmm. I haven't put it. I've had it laying, like, nearby just in case I wanted to touch it. <laughs> that's funny. My oh. Pinterest board dedicated to her is mass destruction. Because <laughs> that's what she did to my life. <laughs> okay. But No. TV show, I need it on Game of Thrones level money, special effects, and I don't know anyone that I could possibly think of that could be Selena. I'm trying to think. I would have said a few years ago, probably Jennifer Lawrence. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, I like the feel of her, the look of her, Mm -hmm. um, but she's never going to do another. um, Big series. Yeah, no. I think she had her fill. Right. Um, but, I mean, now that she's Katniss, like, she can't be another. Right. Like, right. people will never be able to see her. But I feel like it needs to be someone on that realm because Selena is super sassy. She's a like, badass. She's a badass. She's sassy. She she doesn't show emotion mm-hmm. very much. So like She doesn't take any of your crap either. Yeah. So, like, I need it to be – I need someone very special mm-hmm. to play it. And I don't know It does that. need to be an epic series, though. Yeah. So I, I, yeah. I need all the money. I need all the all so the casting. Basically what we're saying is that we want someone with lots and lots of money to mm-hmm. just do exactly what we say. Guys, I I'm not kidding you. If I won the lottery, I would be willing to get stuff going. I did hear at one point, maybe a year or two ago, that Hulu had picked up Throne of Glass. But I don't know what happened. Like, I, I did hear that. I think mm-hmm. even on Sarah J. Mass's website, she had a thing talking about how it was picked up, Hulu was going to do it, but I haven't heard anything since. Mm. I don't know if Hulu could do it justice. Yeah. Their series that I've watched have not been on that kind of epic no. scale. Yeah. Like, they've had, I like, sitcom-ish. Yeah. I think it would need to be, like, HBO or Stars or something. Yeah. But Hulu hasn't done a big thing like that, so they might want to be that to be their first thing, which I would be okay with if they did it right. Right. I think that Ian Somerhalder would need to be Dorian. He was on Lost. I I think he would make a good Dorian. Not that he would get back into the game. I think he's done his. Yeah, his series. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. But I think he would make a good Dorian. I like either uh, Dominic something he plays jace in shadow hunters 
the oh, series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know you're Or um, I don't know his name either, but the guy that plays Alec in Shadowhunters. Mm-hmm. I think those two could be. Uh, I think I was thinking Dorian was blonde. Yeah, Is, he's he's, he's got dark hair. Oh, uh, then maybe Alec then, because he's so pretty. Mm-hmm. And because I think Ian Summerholder's older he's a little bit older but he's got those d- no, gorgeous he's got blue eyes and he's got that like eyes. smirk you yeah. know no, that's he does. mischievous like dorian yeah we digress but yeah I, I don't know who would play selena i really i have no idea it might need to be an unknown Maybe. just because you don't but want any can you think of like everything on her shoulders being an unknown like yeah, but jennifer that... lawrence was basically unknown when she did Katniss. true that although she had been nominated for an oscar right but just from one movie Right, but, like, I think, well, I mean, regardless, though, she had a lot riding on her mm-hmm. to t- pick up that character. Sure. She just was Katniss, though. No, like, her, her casting was fantastic. Yeah. We talked about that in our other adaptations episode. That, yeah. that movie casting was brilliant. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to move on to my next one. And shocking, again, shocking no one. I'm going to talk about vampires. Yay! <laughs> The first one I want to talk about is the House of Night series. And the first book in that is called Marked. And that's by PC and Kristen Cast. I know nothing of this series. This is a mother-daughter writing team. Isn't that cool? That's super cool. Yeah. Okay. So basically, a vampire tracker marks Zoe as a vampire when she's 16. So basically, he goes out into the world and he looks at people and he's like, oh, you're a vampire. And then you get this tattoo on your on your body that marks you as a vampire. The mark of the beast. Right? Like, you didn't know you were going to be a vampire, but you apparently have been one, but you're just now getting ready to turn it into one. Oh, okay. So he doesn't be... So he's not like, you look like you'd be a good vampire. No, no. It's, he okay, okay. he picks up on okay. on your history or whatever, and he's like, oh, you're a vampire. Now it's time for you to join our world because you're old enough to join our world now. Okay. So she um, she's 16, and she's been marked as a vampire. So she leaves her old world behind and travels to the House of night school for fledgling vampires is this similar to vampire academy it is a bit similar yeah okay i've I've not read or watched that either but i i know about it it's um it's already been adapted and i didn't hate the adaptation of it i thought it could have been done a little bit better but this no of vampire Vampire academy okay basically vampire academy is there's two different groups there's a uh, a vampire and group, then a human and then there's a protector yeah group. and each protector is paired with a vampire and the the vampire academy books is about one specific protector and one specific vampire hold on yes sarah highland was in the she vampire was. academy how do you feel about sarah highland as selena with different hair of course i don't know i have a very hard time with her because i have seen her in modern family as like a ditzy person right so i don't know i don't know if i could do you, I don't do know you if she follow, can pull it off. Do you follow her on Instagram? I do not. She's funny. Yeah. Yeah. She's super self-deprecating and like nice. super smart. Maybe like she could do it. I don't know. I just never have seen her in anything serious. No, I don't think I have either. I mean, she was in House of Night, but I mean, um, she was in Vampire Academy, mm-hmm. but as like a periphery character okay. a bit. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Sorry. Go That's ahead. That's okay. Um, anyway, the vampires in this world have powers and they're all um, elemental powers like earth, air, fire, spirit. And so they go to school to train. And basically this, the first book in the series is, you know, like your standard high school cliques. 
but vampires with power clicks. Sure. Um, hot guys, mean girls, that sort of thing. Uh, the series progresses, and it's like a 15-book series, I think. Oh, wow. And each time you come into your powers, you develop these tattoos on your body. Oh, that's cool. So at first, Zoe doesn't quite come into her powers yet, and usually only um, each person only has one power, but it's like Zoe may have more than one. Ooh. She's special, and so it's kind of... The first, like I said, the first book is is your typical high school kind of thing, but with vampires, and then it progresses into good versus evil, epic battles, and that sure. sort of thing. Yeah, but all right. It's a different kind of vampire world, and I liked it. All right. Yeah, I I've seen those like at the like at the used bookstore. They always mm-hmm. have a ton of them, but I've never I've never looked into them. Yeah, they're they're not super long. They're they're cute, and they're you know it's a different take on vampires. And I love the fact that a mother and daughter team wrote them. It's yeah, that's super crazy. Cool. Yeah, uh, and they've each written other series either together or by themselves. Are they? Um, which um, is cool too. Have they both written in YA after this? Mm-hmm. Huh. Interesting. Yes, they have. And Zoe is a Native American, so this uh, like this story starts out in Oklahoma, which is pretty cool. That is cool. You don't yeah. see that a lot. No. So I I really liked it. I haven't read it in a long time. That was one of the first vampire series I read. Did you did you finish it? I'm missing one. <laughs> I'm missing one. I may go back and reread it because they're not all that that long. Do you own them all? I, you know I I don't think I do own them all. I own several of them, them, but I don't I don't think the later ones. And the, it, it's another one of those series that I got to having to wait for them to come out mm. and. It's frustrating. (laughs) Okay. Well, I'm also on a vampire train on my next one. So I'm going to go Anita Blake, Vampire Hunter. Mm -hmm. I have bitched about this series, I know. But the first few, the first many books, it's on book 27 now. Mm -hmm. But the first many, many books were fantastic. Mm -hmm. And these would be more in the realm of True Blood. But darker. Mm-hmm. Um, it'd be like if True Blood and um, Buffy the Vampire Slayer had a baby. So Anita Blake, she is this awesome badass vampire hunter in a world where vampires are, in quotations, out of the coffin. She is in charge when a vampire goes rogue, starts killing people. She is the one that take care takes care of it because. There's not much that can actually contain a vampire, so she has to kill them. But also in this world, there are shapeshifters. There are scary things that go bump in the night. Like, I've read these books, and they've given me nightmares. Like, but I I loved them. And so I think that turning this into a series would be awesome. Like, because since Buffy the Vampire Slayer, we really haven't had this badass woman, Mm -hmm. like, kicking ass. Right. So I read the first one. It was good. Yeah, I mean, I loved them. And honestly, I would not be opposed if writers of a TV series started to change it a little bit because I can't really spoil it. But it gets to the point where at the last book that I read, which is I'm pretty sure book 27, almost 75% of it was more uh, dialogue about relationships and like oh i need to make sure this partner is okay and i'm like no i need you to be killing people and Mm -hmm. and the badass female character is what you want yeah like that's what i got into it Mm -hmm. and it's it's no longer about that but i think it'd be a really really cool series Mm -hmm. and nothing could be really cool too yeah and there's nothing really 
supernatural-esque that I can think of since True Blood. And I know, like, uh, that vampire show was on MTV, I think. What was Ian Summerholder in? Vampire Diaries. It was on the that, CW. That. Um, like, I know those and, like, Teen Wolf was on mm-hmm. uh, MTV and all but that. But those are not super dark. No. Like, I'm like I'm talking more of, like, an HBO Showtime kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And wasn't True Blood on HBO? It was. Yeah. And so they're missing some vampires. Mm-hmm. So And some sex. And, well, they still have Game of Thrones for a couple more episodes. True. But, yeah, I I, I like I like it. And I, I really enjoyed the first one, and I think that would be a really cool um, series. Yeah. Like, the badass female character. I've I said was, that, like, seven times now. Yeah. <laughs> I was sitting here trying to think of who I would cast as Anita, and I don't know. <gasps> Back to Selena. What about Blake Lively? My gosh. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> You are just all over the place. She would be pretty cool at it. I would like her. Mm -hmm. I think she would do good. Yeah, I would. She would need to be toughened up a little bit, but yeah. Yeah, you know she's having another baby. She's having Ryan uh, Ryan Reynolds' third child now. Really? Yeah. Nice. That's cray. That is cray. Anyways, Anita Blake. (laughs) I don't know. Our focus in this episode is amazing. I'm so sorry. But no, Anita Blake is described as a tiny woman with big brown curls. Mm -hmm. And so I don't know if I can picture someone in those shoes. Don't know. Me either. Oh, well. It's really good, though. Yeah, I think it I think it could be adapted very well. If Anna Kendrick ever decided to do like epic badassery she would make a good selena i've just i've never seen her in an action right role but i I think like her snark that she has oh yeah but i think she could do it i definitely can see the sarcasm aspect of selena for anakin i know that we're not talking about that anymore and we really should move on but i'm trying to find my selena so sorry (laughs) (laughs) if i had known that we would be talking casting i would have done more research (laughs) i threw you for a loop my bad (laughs) so sorry all right All right, I'm going to move on to Hourglass, and this is a trilogy by the same name, the Hourglass Trilogy, and that's by Myra McIntyre. I don't even know what this is. I'm just blowing your mind today. Yeah, no, I have no (laughs) idea what this is. Um, It's a really cool one. You know, I'm not sure if it would be your cup of tea, but maybe. Um, Basically, 17-year-old Emerson Cole sees spirits. So she sees, um, and this is set in Nashville, the beginning of it, set in Nashville. She sees Southern Bells and Civil War soldiers, and, like, she is here, but she can just see them, like, as they were in the same space. Okay. Um, And so she's been plagued by these phantoms since her parents' death, and she just wants to be normal. She wants them to go away and stop, you know, seeing dead people. So her brother hires a consultant, quote unquote, from the secretive hourglass organization, Michael Weaver. And he's barely older than Emerson is himself. So she's like, how can he be a consultant? Blah, blah, blah. But there's instant chemistry, like electric buzzing in the air when the two of them are in the same space together. Um, But he's insistent that he needs her help to prevent a murder that's already happened. Oh. So it's like a time traveling, sci-fi, spirits kind of thing i do like all those things yes the only part that would throw you would probably be the civil war era stuff okay but basically it's like she can see this stuff because she may be out of time Ooh, Ooh. that's interesting yes um i think it would make a really cool movie 
There was recently two different time-traveling shows on TV. One on regular TV that was canceled and then take, uh, picked back up. I don't know if it's got another season picked up yet. And then there was another one on Netflix with Eric McCormick in it from Will and Grace. Um, uh, yeah. And I think it only did two, maybe three seasons. I remember seeing the one where they like went back in time to, to prevent, fix things. Yeah, yeah. To, to fix that was history. on like a network mm-hmm. television yes. thing. I never yeah. started watching that, and I really should have. But I have a friend that loves so it, many and I, things. To I do. bet you would watch it. Um, but yeah, I, I know it was canceled, but then picked up immediately. But mm-hmm. I don't know if it was like another season mm-hmm. was picked up. And so if it hasn't been picked up, there's nothing on right now time mm-hmm. travelly. Right. I also, there's only three books. I don't think that it would make a terrible movie trilogy. Okay. Like in the Hunger Games trilogy kind sure. of realm. But I just think it would be super cool yeah. to see that come to life. That's see that on the screen. Interesting. All right. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of, you know, sci-fi history. Yeah. I will need you to help me prevent a murder that's already happened. Like, <laughs> that, you know. Do you remember that TV show, Early Edition, that was this, this dude that got tomorrow's newspaper today and so he would try to prevent things that yes, would happen yes i do tomorrow. remember that okay. that's super cool yeah it sounds like that like Absolutely. help me solve a murder that's already been committed right prevent a murder prevent well this is you have to prevent a murder that's already happened that should not have happened okay. so the implication being you're traveling back in time okay so early edition guy did not travel back in no time. he just he knew the murder was gonna happen and he interceded and or stopped like it the from bus happening. crash or right like the, yeah that was so cool i do remember that yes i do love a good time travel yeah thing and i think like the time traveler's wife was so sad oh my God. i would like something not sad time sure. travelly and not um back to the future tropey like i love back to the future but it's kind of funny you know yeah this would be more my thing, I think. Yeah. Historical fiction, time travel. Sounds like you. Yes. I think it would be really good. Okay. I'm also, we're like so in sync on this. This is super weird. So my next one is also going to be kind of supernaturally-ish. Um, this is Odd Thomas. Mm-hmm. Another series that I have loved um, and probably talked about before. I don't remember. But they made a terrible movie. Oh, they did. Uh, yeah, very low budget, terrible movie. I think it's called Odd Thomas. The guy that they cast to play him, actually, I really liked. I don't know who he is. I'm not sure if he's a big, because um, I didn't recognize him. But I really actually liked the casting of it. But the movie itself was just, you know, garbage. Mm-hmm. Um, so really quickly, uh, Odd Thomas is a guy that can see ghosts. He can see these black shadow things that show up when something bad is about to happen. So he can kind of mm-hmm. tell, like, if there are a lot of these black shadows around someone, something bad is about to happen to them, that kind of thing. He's super quirky, super weird. His name is Odd Thomas. and it's, That's actually his name? His, his first name is Odd, last name Thomas. And... um. And so, like, the people that he – I think he lives in somewhere in, like, Arizona or New Mexico, small town, like, off the beaten path. Mm -hmm. They don't ever get any tourists, any visitors, stuff like that. He's, like, a a diner cook, like, super simple life, but he happens to see dead people. Elvis follows him around. Um, That's amazing. Yeah, like, it – I love it. It I think it had seven books when it finished. And actually, when the final book came out – I had to go to dinner with you guys, <laughs> and I was, like, sitting there with my book. I mean, like, I don't know if under you the, had to. Like, we had already had plans, but I was also, like, 
75 pages away from finishing this book. <laughs> but the cool thing about it is the very first book, this is not a spoiler, the very first book, uh, it's it's first person. So Otis telling you his story and he says, if you're reading this manuscript, it's mean I, it means I have passed. Um, oh, wow. I have given this to someone I trust to put out once I'm gone. So you know at the end of the series he's going to die. And so wow. I was like 75 pages away from finishing the series. And I was like, but I have to go to dinner. <laughs> and I was sitting there like trying to read it. You were probably like, is it rude to cancel dinner to finish a book? You wouldn't have thought it was rude. You would have understood. <laughs> I know. But um, but your stepdaughter would have been mad at me. And so I was like, no, I have to go. But she thinks she hung the moon. I know. I'm awesome. But no. It's baffling. <laughs> but I think it would be a cool TV show just because it could – it would – you know, be longer. I think uh, maybe a mini series, probably. Um, I know there's another Charlene Harris book series that they're turning into a mini series mm-hmm. for the life of me. I can't remember what it's called right now. Night shift, midnight, midnight, Texas. Boom. I got there. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's the- a pleasure to watch your mind work. <laughs> Um, so that series is called midnight Texas and they've turned it into like an eight to 10 episode. Mm-hmm series it's actually pretty good it's really cool nice. so i think they could do the same with Aunt thomas yeah but yeah i really love the series it's by dean Koontz. Uh, a lot of people kind of hate on him just because he kind of writes stuff that's a little quirky like every character of his is a little mm-hmm. quirky a little weird but he's like a he's bestseller he's got, he's mean, got a ton of books out very very um, prolific so yes. he's obviously doing something right right but it's also like James Patterson like he just kind of writes stuff and he has stuff coming out mm. all the time so he's not as bad as James Patterson is but, but he does have money, a lot of, so he doesn't yeah. care but no I love Thomas. it's a series that I kind of ride or die on because it's weird and I like weird stuff but this is true I think it would I think it would be a great great bit okay cool deal yeah girl all right I'm going to talk about a great and terrible beauty and that's the first book in the Gemma Doyle series Dude, I haven't read those either. They're really good. I don't, I don't know if you would like that. It's a historical fiction thing. Shocking. Never mind then. I think you would like parts of it. I don't think you would like the setting of it. Okay. Anyway, it's it's 1895. And I really love this time. <laughs> this time period. I don't okay. know why. This, um, well, I mean, that's the Victorian, time period that uh, you know, Clockwork Angels right. I have a... Of a special spot for this time period. Yeah. So Gemma Doyle is sent from India to an English boarding school after her mother commits suicide. Okay. So she um, she's 16-year-old. She has visions of the future that come true. So she goes to this boarding school. She has a cold reception by the classmates, you know, because, mm. you know. No kids. Yeah. Girls be crazy. And she's being followed by a mysterious Indian man that has traveled and is following her from India. Basically, and this is really not a spoiler because it kind of gets into it. It's a, they're witches. Okay. It ends up becoming a spiritual world, kind of witch-y. They call them druids in the book. Okay. Um, But it's kind of a witchy type thing set in 1895. And I love it. I think it would be epic. That sounds pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, I think like an Outlander kind of yeah. vibe. Um, I don't mind TV shows that are set in the past like that. Mm-hmm. I struggle with it when it's books just because the language kind of kills me a little mm-hmm. bit. I have to slow down and I hate that. <laughs> I get um, that. But no, that sounds really interesting. I'd probably, if I saw, you know me and when fall TV comes out, mm-hmm. like I make lists. Right. <laughs> um, so that would probably be one that yeah. I would. I think I would it would up. be a really cool show just, um, like I said, in the same vein as, as Outlander. Yeah. 
the historical fictiony part of it yeah. and the supernatural elements dispersed in. No, that sounds pretty cool. Yeah. Next one is more dragons. Yay, dragons. <laughs> so this one is actually historical fiction adjacent. Um, Do explain. Okay. So this one is called A Natural History of Dragons. Um, you just read this one, didn't you? Yes. Nice. And I loved it. So this one is written by Lady Trent. And she is a woman that it doesn't have a specific time period because it's in a world with dragons. So I'm not sure if it's technically supposed to be this world or if it's, you know, mm -hmm. like a fantastical gotcha. setting. But it's in a world where ladies are ladies. You cor you write correspondence. You do not write books. Okay. You do not do scientific things. Those are for the gentlemen. So she come from a young age. She is fascinated with dragons. Um, they have uh, dragons called spritelings, which are tiny. Oh, um, I want one. Yeah, I do too. Um, but, and so uh, as a child, she would uh, try to catch them. When she didn't catch them, she would, if she found a dead one, she would take it home. And like they could kind of like um, how people have like, butterflies on their wall she would mm -hmm. do that but with dinosaurs and so you mean dragons <sighs> dragons yeah you know what i was thinking of i was thinking of jurassic park the tiny little <laughs> velociraptor looking <laughs> things yeah that's what i was in my head that's where i was at <laughs> so yeah so she she has this fascination from a young age her father has a, a quite extensive library so she sneaks in and reads all the mm -hmm. scientific dragon books that she can but when her when her mother finds out she's in huge trouble um, and from there on out, she is no longer allowed to do anything because uh -huh. she... Because she's she, not being a lady. She's got to be a lady. And so eventually she becomes of age and her mother has to find her a husband. And so she's like... Um, and so her father, oh my gosh, this was so sweet. Her father said when it was time for her to go to the city to find a husband, her father sits her down in, in the library and he was like, here's a list of men that I know have books on dragons. So if anything... You can marry a man for his library. Aww. And these are men that I would approve of you marrying. And I, th it was such a cool moment. Yeah, um, and so great. she's out um, in the city. Her mother falls ill one day. And so her brother is her escort for the day. And he actually takes her to this menagerie of some count has like a zoo. And he has dragons. Oh, that's cool. And so she goes and um, starts she forgets herself and starts talking scientifically with this man and eventually they become married because he Aww. understands her dragon thing and they end up going on this expedition to study dragons oh that's awesome and it's this big to do because she's a lady and she's not supposed to go but like he lets her go with him and it's Aww. so sweet but awesome. anyways so it, like a lot of stuff happens but i think it would be really really cool because it would have like this historical fiction mm -hmm. but it would have this super cool uh fantasy yeah. thing with dragons in it and i think it's i think it'd be really cool and i would watch the hell out of it yeah that sounds really awesome yeah but it's written in a way that like it's this is Lady Trent's memoirs. And oh, so that's cool. like it's so cool. And it's actually a series, but it like the first book ended in a way that like if I didn't continue mm -hmm. it, it would be fine. But I'm gonna continue it because right. dragons. Um <laughs> that's pretty awesome. No, but it's really cool. The front of it is so cool looking. It's like it's um it's like it looks like a medical biology book. Like it shows like the muscles of a dragon oh, cool. and then the skeleton of the dragon and then the dragon's head. Uh -huh. Like it's so cool. <laughs> that's exciting. I I loved it so much. <laughs> like so I would I would watch a TV show awesome. about that all the day long. Sounds awesome. All right. I'm gonna finish up with 
another vampire novel. Hey, <laughs> third series. Um, this is the Morganville Vampire series, and this the first book in that is The Glass House, and that's by Rachel Kane. I don't know these either. Where are you getting these books that I don't know? I mean. <laughs> <laughs> wow these are some of the first series of vampires that i read that kind of got me huh got hooked you. on the genre mm. so they've been out for quite a while all right um but yeah i love it i love all things vampire <laughs> <laughs> this one uh claire danvers is this like super smart um 17 year old and she's just moved to morganville texas okay and she's going to school there and she basically has a rough go of it at the dorms and she's like yeah screw this i'm not gonna deal with this and she decides she wants to find off-campus housing so she applies um, or finds this flyer and goes to the glass house which is kind of like a, a really uh historic looking house but it's called the glass house because michael glass is the one that owns it okay and what she finds out being off of campus is that the town has a secret. Ooh. They don't mess with the school, but the town was founded and is run by vampires. Huh. And these are not nice vampires. These are evil oh. vampires. So they attack the humans and they're not good to them. And, you know, this is like a scary vampire world. Okay. Um, but you only know this from Morganville if you're not on the campus of the school because they don't mess with the, the people there. So she huh. only finds out about it when she decides to be off campus because she's like submerged in the world now. All right. So she meets her roommates are Michael and Eve and Shane. And she ends up, you know, liking one of them, mm. becoming best friends with Eve. And they have to fight off the vampires together. But basically the vampires were run out of Europe. They were like hunted and they decided to go to this place like out in the middle of nowhere in Texas and build their own city. Hmm. But then humans came in cause, and they let them because they, you know, they needed a, a good food source. Sure. So this whole world kind of intertwines and, and she bumps into a few vampires here and there and mixes in with the world. And it's just kind of cool. That sounds cool. Yeah. Yeah, I think it would be. Um, there are there are twelve books in that series. Wow. Yeah, um, it's really really cool, and the world is extensive, and and all of the stuff that happens, and I think it would be a really cool series. Hmm. Because we see a lot of vampires as the good guys. Right. We don't see a lot of vampires as the bad guys anymore. I'm trying to think of all the vampire stuff that I've read or watched. I feel like there's typically always good vampires and bad vampires. Mm -hmm. Um, so this one, there's no good ones. There do end up being some good okay. ones later on, but the beginning of it mostly they're it's just they're evil, scary vampires. All right. I'm sure there are that stuff out there with the scary vampires and stuff, but like Buffy and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But I just in the YA realm, you don't see that all that much. Right. So I think it'd be really cool. That sounds really interesting. It's so weird that I I haven't even heard of this. Mm -hmm. I like to think that I have heard of all of them, right? All of the books. I'm pretty sure I point them out to you every time we go to the bookstore. <laughs> okay, so then I'm just like meh. Yeah. Last but certainly not least, we're gonna talk about the Night Circus by Erin Morgenstern. Ah, I loved, loved, loved this book. It's so gorgeous. So this one, I think we've talked about it before, but just in case. A quick synopsis. This follows two young, what are they, are they called? Magicians. Okay, magicians, thank you. Two young magicians that are kind of plotted against each other by their masters. Mm -hmm. um, They're in like a competition to like see who can do the best. Like this super elaborate bet, basically, that lasts a decade. Yeah, like it's kind of an outside of time, almost novel. Yeah. 
so it's got it's got magic so it's fantastical but it's it's written so beautifully gorgeous like i've always considered myself plot driven uh instead of more character driven but i feel like in a way this is both like it's Mm -hmm. it's written so beautifully and i don't find myself reading a lot of books that i just sit down and think like that was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, I don't read that kind of stuff very often. So when I do, like it's, it's quite significant. This book, literally, I mean, for lack of a better word, was just magical and yeah. like fantastic. Yeah, just beautiful. And like you just felt like you were in a different place when you read it. Yes. So the night circus is essentially this circus that um, one day there's an empty field, and then the next day the circus is there. And no one knows how it got Mm -hmm. there, but it's a magical, fantastical circus with like all sorts of things that you don't, you wouldn't normally see. Mm -hmm. And each of the characters contributes to the circus trying to outdo the other one. And that's the the basis of the competition. And it's. And only one of them is supposed to be able to survive at the end of this. Right. And it's just so beautiful. Like, and I would. I would love to see what what someone would do with this. Mm-hmm. Um, I just and you can't. It's it's one of those books that the less you know about it, mm-hmm. the better it is. Like right. I know you kept telling me to read it, and yes, I, was just, I basically put it in her shopping cart and said, "You're buying this today." <laughs> yeah, and it took. I even I owned it for a while before I finally sat down to read it, mm-hmm. and oh my god! And then by the time I read it, I was so mad at myself for waiting so long mm-hmm. to read it, and it's just beautiful. It really is. It's gorgeous. Like, and I would love to see this. I think that it might be difficult for this one to be a series though i'm trying to think of similarities in There's like nothing that i know i was thinking like of like magicianish stuff like the illusionist the prestige but even those aren't aren't the same right like, no they're not they're beautiful stories and they're very well done but it's it's nothing like this and yeah so there's nothing that's been done like this i would love to see I would love to see it done well. Um, I would cry if it wasn't good. Yeah. Um, I think yeah. a lot of people love this one too. So I think a lot of people would cry if it wasn't well, done well. It's, I think it's one of those either you love it or you hate it. Mm. Because of... Who hates it? I want to know. I need to know. People on the internet. Um, there are a couple of book groups that I'm in. And people either love it or they hate it. I have questions if you hate it. Like, how could you hate it? I don't know. But I think it's, it's because it's so descriptive. Um, mm-hmm. Some people could get bored with it. I think it's um, and I think when you say something is written beautifully, I think it scares some people off because mm-hmm. they think that it's going to be super wordy and superfluous kind of and like Tolkien esque. Mm-hmm. But it's really not. It's just it. It goes so easily. Vivid world that like, oh, like I never I wanted want to, to leave. Here. Yeah, I want to go to the circus. It's so beautiful. Really I just is. I miss it. I'm gonna have to reread it soon. I'm gonna have to reread it because Aaron Morgenstern has a new book coming out later this fall, Ooh. and I am dying to read what she's got next because she's one of those authors that doesn't crank out books. And so when she, I'm assuming she just takes her time with them. Mm-hmm. So I cannot wait to see what That's she's got amazing. next. I didn't know she had a new one coming out. Oh, I'm very excited. Me too. I really do think that it would be difficult to put into a series though. I think it would need to be like one epic movie. Yeah. Like maybe a longer movie. Sure. Um, but one epic movie. I don't. I think, I think a movie would be, would be okay. 
as long as it's done well. Right. Like, but no, I I agree with you because it's not a series; it's a standalone. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think I think it'd be good times. I, I loved that book. It's, I really did force you to read it. <laughs> yes, no, sh- legit. Have you read it yet? Have you read it yet? Yeah, because I just knew you were gonna love it. I know. It took me forever because it was historical fish fiction esque. Yeah, it um, is. It does start out set, you know, quite a while ago, so in the eighteen nineties, maybe. Probably. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's really where I like to be. <laughs> it was so good, though. Like, yeah, I I remember finning, finishing it and just being like, oh my god, it was so good. <laughs> it's one of those where you're like, how do you, how do I, what do yeah. I do next? It's definitely a book <laughs> hangover kind mm-hmm. of book. Like, ugh, I loved it. So good. It's a good one to end the show on. I agree. We covered a bunch of stuff. We did. We'd like to see all of these movies done in the next year. Hollywood, uh, please get on that. Again, uh, feel free to reach out to me. I would be happy to help out uh, with anything, mm-hmm. really. I'll I get- would be glad to let you pay me to tell you what you're doing wrong. <laughs> we could be your book consultants. Right? We need we need someone with lots and lots of money and, like, no guarantee that they're going to get it back. <laughs> <laughs> do these movies no, and shows book nerds will go like they can will, you imagine but, how much no. money game of thrones not game of thrones throne of glass would bring <laughs> it like all, all the, the nerds money. would Take be there yeah like yeah they would get yeah, Sarah so mass has money. an epic following oh yeah um yeah she's awesome yes my god if she ever comes anywhere near here we're going. Absolutely. Like, I don't, That's I don't not even care. a care. I don't care where it is. Like, we're going. <laughs> I will meet her. I will weep at her feet. And what if she shows up on the day you're supposed to get married? Would you cancel your wedding? Huh? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's a tough one. I mean, I'm getting married at nighttime. So, like, if she has a day thing, oh, like, I would, I would forego. <laughs> like, so I'll do my hair and makeup in the car. Like... <laughs> We'll figure it out. That's so funny. Sarah J. Mess has called, and I must go. <laughs> that is hysterical. That is hysterical. Uh, all right, guys. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Yeah, so sorry we're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I love it. <laughs> if, you, if you could do, like, a, a trail of where we go, like, how we, <laughs> how our brains work. Right. It would yeah. be crazy. All right, guys. Thanks Bye. for listening. Bye.